Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking about the subject of intimacy. And a lot of people say to me, oh, I just wish I could know God like you. And I think, and I look at them, I think, you can. Absolutely you can. The heart of God is that you and he would be in intimate fellowship, in relationship together, knowing him, communicating with him, talking to him. Hallelujah. He wants to know your heart. He, and been sharing about the importance of taking time deliberately every day to spend time with the Lord. Now, it's as though, if you imagine, if I were to call you personally every day, and we were to have a conversation every day. You and I would know each other much better than when you just hear me on Sundays. Though I say a lot on Sunday. You would know me better. Yes? God, but sadly, I can't call every one of you every day. I, I love to talk to people, love to have relationship, but I am limited in my capacity. Hallelujah. But God is not... God can have conversation with you every day. Imagine, you can pick up, it's as though metaphorically, you could pick up the phone and talk personally with God every single day. And the more you are deliberate to daily spend time with him, the more the relationship will grow, the more you'll get to know him. And the Father's looking for us to come and to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Hallelujah. I've been reading that scripture from Romans chapter 15, verse 13, that says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Hallelujah. This is one of the apostolic prayers that I pray on that um, CD that we made because I love this thought that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He wants to fill you. And then he goes on to say, I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well, you can teach each other all about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that you need this reminder. God is looking to remind us every day that when he, we can come to him without fear. We don't have to be afraid of him. We don't have to come to him and feel like, oh, I'm so terrible, I can't come into your presence. We come, we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, but we enter his uh, presence in faith. Hallelujah. We boldly approach the throne of grace and we do it by faith. We have to believe that God is actually happy to see us. We've got to believe that what Jesus has done in setting us free from self and sin is that he has made us new creations on the inside, that he has taken away our shame, taken away our guilt. As we bring him our sin, as we bring him our shame, he, we exchange it for his forgiveness, his mercy, hallelujah, and he makes us the righteousness of God in Christ, as righteous as Christ. Hallelujah. That's true. If you don't believe it, you're going to just be somehow standing at a distance because shame and guilt automatically causes people to want to cover themselves up, just like they did in the garden. So God's looking for you to boldly approach the throne of grace, and you can only do it when you believe that he says, you're full of goodness. 
And it's not because you're born that way. We're born with a sinful nature. But when you come to Jesus Christ, the Savior, and you say, I need forgiveness, I need mercy, here's my sin, here's my life. And by faith, you receive his forgiveness, you receive his life. His life is perfect and it's holy. Hallelujah. And as each day we reckon ourselves dead and alive to God in Christ, we remind ourselves. This is what Paul was saying. I want you to remember. I need to remind you that you are full of goodness. I need to remind you that you have been cleansed from your past sin. Hallelujah. That you now have the nature of God. Hallelujah. That as he is, so are we in this world. He is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. As he is, so are we. What does that mean? You are patient. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are patient. Doesn't matter if you've been behaving patiently or not. God wants to remind you that as you repent and say, God, that wasn't very good. I'm sorry about that. He forgives you. You are, you are made clean. And the identity that you have on the inside is not someone that is impatient, but one who is patience personified. It's kind. You are kind. Hallelujah. It's all good news. Hallelujah. And the more you remind yourself of this wonderful truth, the more you can boldly come before him and you can begin to talk to him. It's this foundational stone. Really, we must embrace Jesus, the Savior. Without embracing Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, we cannot come to the Father. But when we embrace Jesus, we're embracing my Savior, the one who saved me from me. Hooray. The one who took my life and gave me brand new life, eternal life, who made me clean enough to be joined to the one who is perfectly holy. Light, who can have no fellowship with darkness. Suddenly now I can be one with him because of Jesus the rock. Oh, that's just a happy thought right there. So you can boldly approach the throne of grace. Amen. So we also looked at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, which says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God isn't, an, isn't a scary experience. When we humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, we're coming to him saying, help, I need help. And he comes with his mighty hand not to go, oh, I can't stand to look at you. Don't look at me, dirty person. When you humble yourself and you come to him, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, his hand comes and strokes your head and says, I'm so happy to see you. And as we humble ourselves by Taking what's going on in our hearts, remember intimacy, into me see, as Jack Frost used to say, into me see. I'm humbling myself. I'm not going to say, yes, yeah, she'll be right, no worries, I'm fine, rich and full and have need of nothing. But when we humble ourselves and say, actually, God, I've been anxious about this, I've been worried about this, here it is, I give you my fears, I give me my worries. He says, cast all your anxiety on me because I care for you. He doesn't say, cast all your anxiety on me because I want you to remember how awful you are. 
because we certainly don't want you getting too proud. Humility, when we come and we say, Lord, I need help. God comes and says, I'm here to be all of your help. I want to remind you of the truth that I am your peace, that I am with you, that I've given you all the faith that you need. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to undo the knots. Hallelujah. He makes us lie down in green pastures and he restores our soul. I've got a place in my bedroom where I just get on the carpet. You might notice when we... we, we um, did this place up. I put double underlay on this area at the front here because it's like a good place to lie down. Good place to jump and dance too without breaking your legs. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he makes us lie down in green pastures and he restores our soul. He comes to smile at us and show us his kindness and tell us that we are loved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So one of the best ways, I think, to connect to God when we're struggling to sense his presence is with thanksgiving. A lot of people tell me, well, I, you know, I close my eyes and I don't see anything. And I understand. I understand I was like that. But when I began to cry out in faith, believing that God would help me, suddenly I began to see. But one of the ways that I still have days where it's like, I can't hear you. I can't see you. Where are you? I'm struggling. Why aren't you here? Where are you? It's like that old footprints um, poem. It's like, God, in my darkest days, where are you? I've had times where I felt like I need to hear your voice. I can't hear you. I can't see you. Help. Where are you? And it's felt like, what's going on? Where are you? Has anyone ever felt like that? In those times, one of the best ways to start to reconnect with the presence of God, to, he hasn't left you, but one of the best ways for you to begin to see and to hear again is to begin to give thanks. There's a beautiful psalm, hallelujah, a psalm of thanksgiving that I wanted to share with you. Thank you, God. Psalm 100. Now read the whole psalm because it's beautiful. It says this, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. No, that's biblical. It's scriptural. We come and we sing. We sing. We worship. Hallelujah. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. We enter the gates of God with thanksgiving in our hearts. You know, if you're having a hard time, I, I remember once years ago, I was cranky. Can you believe that I would get cranky? Praise the Lord. Thank you. I was in a cranky mood. And I was cranky with some people. I was upset. I was frustrated. And I knew the Holy Spirit was wanting to just come and let me come under his wings and remember who I was. But I was cranky. So I thought, all right, all right, all right. So I sat down on the piano 
because I knew the Bible talks about entering his gates with singing and with thanksgiving. So I sat down at the piano and I began to sing. And I knew the Holy Spirit was reminding me to, to begin with thanksgiving. So I'm like, I'm so annoyed about this. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing me. Thank you for choosing me. Mm, thank you. Oh, thank you, God, for loving me. Thank you for changing me. Thank God. Thank Jesus. Thank God for changing me. Thank you for choosing me. That's about the end of the song. So, no, I did write some verses. It's on my first album. For loving me, for changing me, for choosing me. Thank you, Lord. And as I just began to sing the peace of God, everything shifted. Because the Holy Spirit, in his presence, the Bible says, we see light. In his light, we see light. As we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, he's never left. But our hearts come back to seeing right. Ah, oh, that's right. You love me. You've changed me. I'm not, I'm not a slave to sin. I don't have to be a slave to these emotions. Thank God the just live by faith, not by emotions. <laughs> Hooray. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not identified by how I feel, by, by what you have said and what you say about me, by what you've done, Jesus. Thank you. And all my emotions start to come back into alignment. Hallelujah. And I begin to remember. God wants us to remember. If you're a doer of the word and a, a, a hearer of the word and not a doer, you're like a man that's looked in the mirror and then walked away and forgotten what you look like. If you're not doing what you know you should be doing, it's just you've forgotten what you look like. And the Holy Spirit wants to remind you one of the best ways to do that when you've got all the emotions going on is to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Amen? Now, I, I also like to remember often when I get down on the floor and I have my time where I'm just looking full in his wonderful face my quiet time looks I, I, I like to pray in the spirit pray in tongues because he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself builds himself up on his most holy faith and I need all the help I can get hallelujah he prays perfect prayers through me for me hooray so what I, I don't know what to pray, and he knows exactly what to pray, so I love to do that. I love to uh, read the Bible every day, just to take some time. I, he was very kind to me today, in a way that he spoke to me personally. I like to write something in my journal of either what I've read or what the Lord's spoken to me. But I, other times of day, or if I've got time in that space, I, I like to get on the floor. I just do this randomly during the day when I get a space. I was in the green room the other day on the floor and like, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> but actually, my getting on the floor, there's nothing religious or spiritual about that. But for me, it's my opportunity to go, okay, no, I'm in surrender here. I'm not responding to any text messages or emails or anything. I want to look at your face. And I, be, I just begin to, to drink in his love and his presence, I begin to look at his face and I like to remind myself of his faithfulness to me because faithfulness, the faithfulness of God 
brings forth spontaneous thanksgiving, hallelujah, as I think about him. And I think about the kind things that he's done and the things that he's spoken to me. And I often think about the way that he's spoken to me when I've been in crisis situations. I've got, there's, there's memorial stones, like Bill Johnson would say, you know, when the Israelites were we're told to build a memorial, we'll build memorial stones to tell the generations of the things that God did. There's memorial stones in each one of our lives where we remember. That's right, a memory stone. Ah, oh, I remember how you spoke to me in that situation. Can you remember things like that? And these are the things that God loves for us to remember because as we do, suddenly our hearts soften. And thanksgiving wells up and we remember his goodness. Oh, God, you were so, oh, that was such a kind thing to say. That was so lovely. Thank you, Jesus. Or I go through my journal. This is why I like to keep a journal. I go through my journal and I remember, oh, oh, oh I forgot about that. Oh, God, that was so lovely. And it's the personal things, the personal things that he says and he does for me that touch my heart, hallelujah, and cause me to explode with thanksgiving. And so I love to, I like to remember these things. I remember um, once being in a meeting years and years ago. I was in a meeting overseas and um, I had only just started ministering. And I was in a worship service. Um, I didn't know any of the songs that they were singing, but it doesn't matter whether you know the words or not. It's an opportunity for you to bless God. So I was just focusing on the Lord, and I'd been facing some criticism. Somebody um, was a bit uh, jealous of some of the opportunities I, I was starting to get, and they said, oh, you're just making your own way. And my heart, you know, I'm very sensitive. So I'm like, oh, is that true? Am I making my own way? And I was turned up. Am I making my own way? I don't want to make my own way. Oh, God, no, oh God, you know. Oh, please, Jesus, I want to walk in humility. I want to make my own way. And as I'm thinking these thoughts in the middle of worship, all of a sudden I start to have a memory. And the memory was when I was just newly saved, probably 12 years old, I'd come home from school and mum had left a key out under the wheelie bin. And um, that's not where she leaves it now, by the way. <laughs> and she put these new deadlocks on the door. And so I was, supposed, I was trying to open this deadlock. And for the life of me, I could not make this thing open. I tried and I tried and I tried until I was actually nearly in tears. I could not get that door open. And so I prayed... Oh, please help me open the door, God. And click, it opened. And I went inside and fell on my knees. I went, Jesus, you're so kind to me. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. And you might think, well, that's not, that's not a miracle. It was to me. And I was having this memory. I hadn't thought about it for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing this memory. And then I hear the voice of God. And he said, I'm still opening doors for you. And you, you might say, well, you know, how is that relevant? That's, that's a personal memory stone for me. I heard his voice. And these things, it doesn't matter whether it's an exciting testimony for anybody else. You and he know God did that. God spoke to me. 
And when we bring these things before the Lord, when we get to have, spend time with the Lord, and you're struggling, oh, I'm trying to listen, I'm trying to listen, just stop and start to remember. Start to remember the kindness of God. Feed on his faithfulness, the Psalms say. Hallelujah. You start to remember, I remember when. Oh God, you were so kind. It's amazing though how quickly and easy it is to forget the goodness of God. That's why I think it's so important to write these things down. Even if you're not a journaler, I was not a journaler, I was a terribly sporadic journaler. I'd have these journals that would be started so enthusiastically for a few days and then nothing. And then another one started very enthusiastically and then nothing. But as I've disciplined myself to daily write something, just something, I've been capturing the beautiful things that the Lord has spoken to me and my relationships getting richer and richer because I have more of a record of the constant kindness of the Father. Hallelujah. Even those mornings where you've had a special scripture just pop out because he's spoken to you. It's easy to forget those things, but if you write them down and you remember them, you can come into a greater place of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And as you do, your heart begins to open before the Lord. See, I think this is a problem that a lot of people have. They just don't know what to do when they come to spend time with the Lord. I remember as a teenager, I'd try to do the hour of power. I heard about that at church. I'm going to do an hour of power. But I didn't really know what to do in the hour of power. So I got by my bed and five minutes after I'd, I ran out of things to say. I'm like, I'm not very good at the hour of power. But God doesn't need you to have a whole hour. If you would just be deliberate to begin with something consistently every day. And you'd begin to learn how to feed on the faithfulness of God. You'd begin to apply the scripture to your life and say, Well, Lord, you say he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Pray with the spirit, pray with the mind, so I can do that. You said, feed on your word, that your word is life. It's a, it's a lamp to my feet. Okay, so I know that's a good thing. So I'm going to read the Bible every day. Hallelujah. And even if you're only taking 10 minutes a day, you would be doing more than much of the body of Christ because you'd be better off doing 10 minutes a day than four hours one day and nothing for 10 days. The Holy Spirit wants to develop a relationship with you where you check in with him all the time. You begin to talk to him. You become familiar with him in such a wonderful way that it gets easier and easier to talk to him. Hallelujah. And as you do that, you'll watch and see. Uh, you'll just want to spend more time. Hallelujah. And, uh, the, and you'll begin to realize, you're my breath, you're my life, everything. It becomes not words, but the reality. Hallelujah. You really are my everything. He's the only one. He is the only one who can truly settle me down when I'm really good going. When I'm a bit stirred up, God's the only one that can settle me down and bring me into peace and joy. I have self-control, but I can still be churned up on the inside. But when I stop and I talk to the one who knows me perfectly, 
He's not cranky. He just knows exactly how to bring me peace, exactly how to bring me joy, exactly how to bring back perspective from the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Intimacy with God is not something for just the few. It is what he paid the price for. He did that so you and he could have fellowship. Hallelujah. The heart of the Father is that you would know him, that you would experience his love in ever-increasing ways, that you would know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the love of God that passes knowledge, and that you'd be filled up continuously to overflowing with all his fullness, that you would be reminded daily by him personally Coming and saying, you are my glorious ones in whom is all my delight. You are my radiant ones. Your face to me is lovely and your voice is sweet. You are full of goodness. Oh God, I'm being very good. He says, have you given me everything? Have you, have you confessed your sin and brought it to me? Yes. You are full of goodness. Have you received my mercy? Have you received forgiveness? Yes. You are full of goodness. You see, it's not fair. It doesn't make sense. It's the goodness of God. And without faith in the goodness of God, you cannot boldly approach the throne of grace because it is the righteous who are as bold as lions. Unless you believe that he has done everything that needs to be done, that his voice towards you is not going to be aggravated, annoyed, frustrated, angry, But when every time you come to him, he is the same person that Jesus described in the story of the prodigal son. That the father is always happy to see you, always running towards you, always looking to empower you and to love you and to celebrate you. It doesn't make sense, but it humbles you to the place that you go. Daddy, you're good. It brings you to repentance. The goodness and kindness of God leads us to repentance. I like the way Leif Hetland talks about it. Repentance brings you back to the penthouse. <sighs> I remember. That's right. Thank God. I'm not an outcast on the outside. I am loved. I am forgiven. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we love you. We say thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Lord, you are beautiful. And we worship you. We give you honor and glad and thanks for you are kind. Holy Spirit, come. Minister to your people today. Thank you for your mercy. You know, if you're here today and you know in your heart you're not walking with God, the Father longs to have fellowship with you. He longs to have relationship with you. But he is a good God and he is love and true love is free. So he doesn't force you to exchange your life and your sin for his righteousness and his forgiveness for his life. But he waits for you to respond to his mercy. He waits for you to say, Lord, I need your forgiveness. I need your mercy. Not because he wants to shame you, but because he has empowered us in his image to have a free will. We can exercise. We can choose to love him or not. 
We can choose to live for ourselves. We can choose to, to be our own independent self or we can come and we say, Lord, I, I need to humble myself and I want to have you as my God. I want you to come into my life and make me new. I want to be forgiven. I want to be redeemed. The Bible talks about being born again, which means that you are no longer who you were. When you put your, your life into the hands of Jesus, he comes and he makes you a new creation, born again of the incorruptible one. Hallelujah. Born of Jesus, who, the, who is called the last Adam. We actually get a brand new heart when we respond to the Savior. And he says that you will be saved if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, you'll trust him, the one who died for you in your place as you. And you say, God, I receive that forgiveness. I need it. I humble myself. Come and have mercy on me. Fill me with your spirit. Make me new on the inside. He will come in and make himself Lord of your life. As you surrender, he wants to fill you. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you know in your heart you need to respond to the mercy of Jesus, I just want to pray for you before we pray for anybody else. If that's you, could you just raise your hand? I want to pray for you today. Is anybody here? Yes, God bless you. Is anybody else that says, yes, that's me? I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to respond to the mercy of Jesus. Just let me see your hand if that's you. You want to get your life right with God. You know, it requires humility, but it's humility that leads to the Holy Spirit lifting you up to be able to be embraced by God. Is there anybody else that says, yes, that's me? I want to give my life to Christ today. Let me just see your hand if that's you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, let's just pray together. Just pray this after me. Father God, I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to be punished in my place. Right now, Lord, I ask you to have mercy on me. Forgive me for all of my sin. I give you my life, Lord. Come into my heart. Make me new on the inside. I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.